0: Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler and my guest today is Paul Smart and Paul has been the program director at WCAA for a number of years and he's taking a little hiatus and he's leaving the country for a bit and I just want to um do a show to pay tribute to all of the hard work and determination and focus that paul has exhibited towards the station so paul you know i i met you at the uh, grassroots conference a number of years ago and you always been involved in you know uh, newspapers and stuff how'd you Get interested in radio and community radio. Well, it's
1: a it's a long story, Um, but if you don't mind, I'll just start right in. Was that? um, Yeah, I did. Like a lot of people who went to college in the nineteen seventies, you know, I got involved with the college radio station, which was a lot of fun. And um, I mean, at that point college radio you had to pass an FCC test uh you know so you had to have some technical knowledge and yeah I studied for it passed it never was much of a tech person but then um after college and that was in the middle of Ohio a little place called Kenyon that was well known as a, a school for budding young writers um after college, I went up to Alaska with a number of college buddies where we housed at um, a homestead on an island and got involved with a whole um, push to create um, a non radio station up there. Um, at that point, You know, I was there for about a year and a half, almost two years, uh, and we were holding fundraisers and just getting community awareness up and running for a station that became uh, KCAW uh, Raven Radio, which is uh, one of the highlights of the um, National Public Radio Network. Uh, One of the people I was working with up there, is a uh, longtime uh, friend, Marika Partridge, who went on to become uh, one of the main producers at All Things Considered. I believe she was wow. a woman who for years kind of brought in that really fascinating... Um, you know, they're always launching new music and playing little musical interludes, and that, that was Marika's thing. She has since... Um, started a uh, low-power radio station in the Washington, D.C. area, uh, Tacoma Radio, and I can't remember the call letters right now, but, uh, you know, a very close-knit community station, and we've stayed in touch over the years. Anyway, after coming back from Alaska, I kind of stepped away from um, uh, radio for a number of years. I... Uh, worked in uh, book publishing and um, on the side uh, some um, theater production, and then got into film uh, and worked with an entity called the Independent Feature Project, which was um, kind of when indie movies were first coming to the fore and I ran a helped run a market. Um, for independent films back in the uh, early 1980s, then tried producing independent films until I realized you had to have money first to lose it on an independent film. So I kind of sidewalked into a journalism career that lasted 35 years, um, largely in the Hudson Valley, although I also wrote for several wall street publications for quite a while but um my my primary work was uh writing for and then editing uh weekly newspapers and eventually bi-weekly newspapers and magazines throughout the hudson valley primarily in the the woodstock area i also ran papers in um uh, the Catskills and down in uh, the Ellenville area, uh, Kingston, et cetera. And it was um, while working in all of that that some people uh, started putting together a radio station in uh, Columbia and Green counties, uh, W uh, uh, GXC, uh, Green Cross, uh, Columbia. Uh, GXC, uh, and I was on the original um, um, producing board for that, where we kind of came up with the the policies, the ideas, promoted it, and saw the station on the air, and I think it went on the air in 2010, 11, so somewhere in there, so I was involved with that for about five years, and started doing a couple shows for them, primarily a, a, a show on work in which I would just talk to, interviewed various people um, around the listening area just about their work habits, uh, everything from meter maids to cops to um, field hands. Um, you know, I would talk to people in the labor department about labor issues and then as many ver-
0: related
1: pop songs as I could find. Um, it was out of that GXC experience um, that I was invited to the grassroots conference up here to be a presenter <laughs> of how to build a news uh, entity uh, within a community radio station because I, I built the news Function down at GXC um, and had been involved with grassroots radio conferences and, and barnstorming is what they call it uh, when you work with the Prometheus organization to get a radio station up and off the ground. And so um, it was partly because of my involvement with the um, Albany grassroots conference Which was partly taking place at the Albany Free School, where our uh, my wife and I's uh, son was going at the time, that we decided to move up here. And uh, as soon as we that was in 2017, right after that conference, and uh, immediately got involved with um, the or became a member of the board at Grand Street Community Arts. The Um, mother organization for WCAA, and, um, you know, have been involved since, the kind of more specific involvement, and my role as, as, you know, I call it an interim program director because we've, um, I'll explain in a a second, but that that started, um, you know, I noticed that had also become involved with media sanctuary and their station w o o c over in <laughs> troy uh producing some yeah, it's about it's averaged about two sometimes three pieces a week um although i'll I'll take breaks from it um you know these 10 minute segments on things going on around albany and some of that was stuff that i was um recording out of Uh, roundtable meetings that I was doing at the North Albany Library on various issues, and I would edit together a piece from those, and then we started doing, also in the library, I I got some grant funding to do uh, what I called... what was it? It was a community journalism one oh one where um the idea was to teach people how to use their phones and laptops to create radio. And that proved quite successful as a way of getting people, you know, uh interested uh not only in what they could do on their you know, the equipment they had in their hand or in their pocket at all times, but also teaching some of the um kind of precepts of journalism that I had picked up over time, just, you know, how to listen to people, how to find a story or nurture a story out of an interview, Um, you know, but none of it was really moving anywhere because for the longest time, um, WCAA's station didn't have a regular schedule, if you remember correctly. It was, uh, there were one or two shows, but they kind of played, I think the block played every evening at six and there were a couple other shows, uh uh Larry Becker's uh, Radio Free Albany Blues show which Fantastic and Um Lane Vaughn's Lounging After Dark and uh, um, uh Anthony Judd's uh hanging with with uh, Uncle Aunt and there were a number of shows but they never played at, at regular times. It was it was sort of a ad hoc schedule and Um, I learned from working with uh, WOOC or or Media Sanctuary that they would have these weekly meetings where Mm -hmm. food would be served. Everybody would sit around this huge table that they have and talk about the radio schedule for the coming week. Now, that was the radio schedule for their one show. Which is uh Hudson mohawk magazine, but it's a great show. And we run it at um uh, eight a m and three p m on weekdays or rerun it um, and some of our producers, including you, have produced mm-hmm. pieces for them um, mm-hmm. but uh you know the idea of that that I pulled away was the idea of doing something that was communitarian where In the best interest of community radio, everybody who was producing would have a say each week in what was going on the radio. Well, this wasn't getting reflected very well in the schedule at WCAA or the management style at WCAA until finally... You know, I managed to, you know, I, re- I realized that nobody had learned the, the system that we use. It's a it's a automation system called um, Rivendell. It's quite complex with an unreadable uh, instruction manual. So I just kind of jumped in there starting in the autumn of um, 2019 and set up a schedule. I realized we hadn't been running hard starts. At the beginning of each hour, when you're required by the federal uh, by the FCC to identify the station, and that's when you also you know run your PSAs and hopefully uh, in community radio you get underwriting that provides the support that pays for your um, uh, you know you have to pay music rights for all the music you use dreaming rights for being on the internet plus electricity mm-hmm. and uh legal fees you know you have to have uh um you know insurance to cover uh you know those times when some something slips and you you play a rap song that has a a naughty word in it or or um you know, just in case somebody sues. And this happens by having been editing newspapers for 30 years. I've been sued a number of times. And it's usually you always win um, uh, because of the precepts of of journalism. But um, you can be really hurt by somebody's This has gotten worse in recent years. But Anyway, uh, starting in the fall of two thousand and nineteen, you know I kind of taught myself how to create a uh, log, as they call it for each day of the week um, that would start playing shows and we didn't have enough shows to fill it uh, in, in the past, we had just had a lot of music playing on rotation, so we sh- I shifted that by you know we had been become a member of the um, uh, um pacifica, pacifica network yeah pacifica pacifica was founded i think it was in the 40s there were several stations uh i think out of berkeley oakland and then los angeles uh wbai in new york's part of it there's, right there's five stations the other two are They created a, a network of affiliate stations, um, community stations, mm-hmm. many of them low power, that all uh, share programming and work through a system called AudioPort, built by this wonderful man who lives down in Texas, uh, Otis McClay, and the whole thing's run by this wonderful woman who you've inter- or I believe you interviewed or, or somebody else interviewed. Uh, Ursula Roden, right? Roden? Yeah, who's out of Ames, Iowa, and and mm-hmm. at first I started just finding shows as filler to kind of capture uh, something the Zeit guy says it were of the communities we're serving up here, which meant finding shows that that dealt with uh, liberation theory that had a um, minority uh viewpoint on the news going on. I didn't want a, us to be backing up into um uh some of the stalwarts of public radio like uh Amy Goodman or some of these people that you can hear uh, elsewhere. So we right. started building, uh, um, you know up that at first the percent um uh Pacifica shows you know, with the remainder being our own shows. And I started doing a morning news show so that we could um, get in there. You filled out a lot of the morning schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we had some programs like Hard Knock Radio, which is wonderful, but eventually I figured out uh, working with uh, people around the country how to automate a lot of our schedule. And once we did that, it, it, it you know, the pandemic hit. And once the pandemic hit, um, I started working to train people who would reach out saying, hey, they want to be on the radio. And I'd say, look, our studio isn't open at this point because of the pandemic, but mm-hmm. I can teach you how to use your phone and, more importantly, your laptop to start creating radio. And, um You know, we ended up at, at this point, we're around 50 local shows. It's like 70, 80%, I'd say, local programming. Um, We try to run all of our local shows uh, once plus a replay at some point in our schedule. And, um, you know, a lot of these shows, we found our own way of, doing uh mental, shows on mental health interviews with people in the south end we have um through um your producer blaze bryant we have i think it's the only uh, ex- uh disabilities access show uh, or it deals mm-hmm. with dis- access issues in the entire country and it's um we've got uh you know i noticed that we had a lack of um female voices on air, which is a common problem in uh, community radio. Uh, DJs tend to be male. So we started training. First of all, we, we um, filled out the schedule in between shows. Um, several of people on our advisory board. We put together an advisory board of, I think it's like 25 to 30 um, kind of community leaders and all sorts of different areas. Um, and they meet kind of intermittently, but they're there as a backup. And out of talk with our advisory board, we realized that people wanted to have some sort of a calendar and uh, more kind of news of what was going on around the COVID um, pandemic. And so we start started creating daily news uh, pieces that are about a minute long and they run each day like seven, eight times. We started to create um, COVID updates, which at first they were just like regular PSAs, and then they became, they would change every other day depending on what the numbers were, um, pulling from, you know, at first the governor and then the governor got in trouble. So, you know, then we would pull from the mayor, and then the mayor kind of, Got in trouble, and we ended up pulling a lot from Dan McCoy and Elizabeth Whalen, who just did really Mm -hmm. great jobs throughout the pandemic. And at first, it was just news on um, how the the um, uh, you know infection rates were around, and we had kind of dark music introducing it, so it, it really has a sense of an alert. And then once the vaccine in came in. You know, we shifted that introductory and and, uh, outgoing music to something by Bob Marley that was much more hopeful and just on where to find the vaccine and the vaccine numbers. And very, this prompted um, uh, Albany Medical Center to start a whole series of public service addresses that went on other stations around. We ran it and... Just recently, and this week, I've been pulling all of that, um, all of the COVID PSAs, because I think we've reached a point uh, of, you know, of rest, of pause from all of that. It just it, it feels like overkill at this point, and so um, we'll fill in with something else. Like last fall, we ran a lot of PSAs to get out the vote, or we did a lot to help with um, uh, the census. And for all of these things, I used female voices um, just so that when you're listening to the radio, you have as many female voices as male voices. You know, I also learned Mm -hmm. over time how to recognize, um, um, you know, uh, different minority voices. Um, You can tell the difference. Um, And it makes a difference for people in communities, especially downtown communities here in Albany, to recognize voices like theirs on the radio. It it changes the feel of that radio. And so, um, yeah, the the pandemic ended up being very good for us. Um, And, you know, we're we're now 95 percent. Uh, Automated So the station runs You know we've got eight live Producers we've got an amazing uh, Reggae show each Week we've got a couple uh, Oldies soul shows Um, You know We've got a political talk show We've now got the first Spanish music Show in the capital district Ever and that's two nights a week It's amazing stuff And that's in addition to a Uh, Spanish language news show every morning at 6 a.m. You know, so all of this has moved forward. Meanwhile, this this whole thing you had brought up that uh, in a week I'm moving away for a year. That uh, um, son that moved us up to Albany for the Albany Free School is now about to enter 10th grade. And, of course, 9th grade was – you know uh you know remotely handled basically my my son was on his bed in a prone position looking at zoom classrooms every day and right. we you know we decided to move to Mexico where he'll enter a uh you know a Mexican high school and learn Spanish and learn how to deal with another culture um mm-hmm. you know well they there are also um Uh, be working with my friends at Pacifica to start uh, developing some programming uh, for the Pacifica stations. I mean, they share, it's like uh, our shows from Albany have started to get picked up around the country where um, through the Pacifica network, where a lot of stations are realizing where we're a pretty hip little city. We, and we create really great radio here, Mm -hmm. but, um, Getting ready to move, they're kind of ego-driven in any way, and so you know I've spent the last few months uh, not only getting our underwriting in shape so that there's enough money to move forward, uh, which is hard when you're doing an all volunteer basis, but. Also, instead of shifting it from one person to another, I, I've long realized that one of the difficulties we have, especially in poorer neighborhoods, is that we are so reliant on a um, hierarchical system, you know, that are basically patriarchal, where we look to somebody above us who's being paid more than us, and in an unpaid situation, someone who's got a role, you know, that, that we're supposed to pay attention to. You know the problem is that it, all that all that information then resides in that person who has to pass it on to another person. So, I spent the last you know few months creating a succession plan that's communitarian. You know, it's, it's a number of different pages, but it sets up committees that will oversee programming, underwriting, the technical aspect of what we're doing, the, the daily list, all of that, and uh... it is starting to work where where everybody's in touch with each other by email and phone and text and uh... feeling confident moving forward and the whole succession plan is um... you know i sent it out to you know some of the people at pacific and other stations are starting to pick it up at this point and work with it as well um... Mm-hmm. as a kind of true beacon for how not only have Community radio can work of development or or just uh, uh, reinstatement of pride in in uh, beleaguered neighborhoods and communities uh, that teaches that that uh, you know we don't grow just through so-called job development where the jobs are going to disappear, but you grow through projects that bring people together and that create something that is sustainable and safe through the power of the people involved. So uh, I kind of went on. Uh, that's a long answer to <laughs> your original question. Cynthia, do you have any questions? or? You,
0: I've got to commend you on the amount of work that you've put into the radio station because we're all volunteers. You're a volunteer. I'm a volunteer, Blaze, Dan Platt, everybody. And the amount of time that you've put into this is amazing. And you went to create something almost from nothing into a show where... where you know, there's uh, there's music, there's talk, there's information, and I, I think you did such a great job. And I'm hoping that even though you'll be in Mexico, that you know you'll still be in touch with us, and you know you'll have your hand as things evolve with WCAA. Uh, will you be able to do that?
1: Yeah, I've been. I mean. You know, I we figured out how to get into and work with the computers that are behind the station remotely. Um, That started even before the pandemic. Um, Yeah, I was able to kind of run the station while taking two weeks in 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 Italy and later, you know, from Mexico. Um, All you need is a you know, halfway decent, well, you don't even need a decent um, Wi-Fi signal when you can use your, your phone's, um, you know, hotspot function. You know, you can get into the computer and run things. So I'll be continuing to, to do that. But, um, you know, it's also, you know, that amount of volunteerism was, you know, I, I think that radio may be... Where the best information moving forward is going to come from, I mean, I was a strong believer in in print uh newspapers, especially community weeklies for years. Uh-huh. But their time seems to have you know, a thousand to two thousand listeners on our broadcast signal at any time, but we've also got about a hundred, you know, fifty to a hundred streaming listeners here and in the in the country and that's better than anybody else, you know, around uh public radio at this point or community radio. So my sense is that, is that it's just gonna get better and especially as you you, you know, I go out you know, I we one of the other things I've created is I we took over uh, the old New Scene um, newspaper, which had started in the 1970s as the uh, South End Scene, and um, you know it, it was a major black publication back at that time, following the footsteps of the Liberator. Well, you
0: know we have a
1: newsletter that comes out four times a year. I spent the last few days dropping 2,000 copies off at mom-and-pop corner stores throughout Arbor Hill, West Hill, uh, um, and the South End, with a few kind of in the student ghetto area um, and North Albany. But, you know, every place I went with it, people would be, you know, I'd hand it out to people sitting on the street listening to their radios. They're just, you know trying to do a little dealing or whatever. I'd hand them a newsletter, and they'd say, what's this for? i said, look, you can make radio. And immediately, everybody I talked to were, like, started having ideas of how they could match. You know, they'd say, is this like a podcast? I said, yeah, it's like a podcast, but it speaks directly to the community. So my sense is that is that all of this, now that it's up and running with a basis, that the continuing... Uh, support of new folks coming in and old folks staying in will keep this thing running for a long, long time moving forward. And it's not like um, some public radio functions that are all based on a single person's uh, um, ego-driven mania, you know, that this is something that's a true shared experience that reflects uh, this great and weird city in which we live.
0: Paul, our time is up. I want to thank you for being on Focus on Albany, and I want to thank you for the terrific work that you did um, in building WCAA. So you've been listening to Paul Smart, Program Director of WCAA. I'm Cynthia Pooler. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Paul, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day.
1: Thank you so much.